Hello, and welcome to the Health in Europe podcast. I'm your host, Greg Bianchi. We've launched this podcast to bring you the latest on WHO's work in the European region. Our region is broad and diverse. From the Mid-Atlantic, stretching as far as the Chinese border, we work with fascinating and driven individuals and groups. This episode is one of four, focusing on flagship areas for WHO Europe. We've already discussed behavioural and cultural insights and mental health. This week we'll be talking about immunisation and next week will be the turn of digital health. These flagships are priority areas for WHO Europe in the coming years. This series is about explaining why these are priorities and how they might impact the work already being done in your country. Immunisation has played an undisputed role in ensuring that the WHO European region has the lowest rate of mortality for children under five. Vaccines have already freed the WHO European region of polio and have the potential to do more, including eliminating measles, rubella and hepatitis B, to name just a few. There is still much work to do to unleash the full potential of vaccines to help guarantee healthier lives for everyone, everywhere. Immunisation has been around for hundreds of years, Yet it remains a cornerstone of public health, protecting millions of people every year from unnecessary suffering and even death. But the full potential of vaccines to protect every person at every age remains untapped. To understand this unfinished agenda, it's first important to understand what impact has immunisation had in the European region so far? Yeah, vaccines have made a major contribution to global health in recent decades. The success has been fueled by the high level of vaccination coverage in the WHO European region. Siddhartha Datta is Program Manager of Vaccine Preventable Diseases and Immunisation at WHO's Regional Office for Europe. He explains about some of the achievements of immunisation in our region. The WHO European region has been free of polio since 2002, and an increasing number of countries in the region are eliminating endemic transmission of measles and rubella, and fewer people in the region today uh, are suffering from diseases like diphtheria or tetanus or the devastating birth defects caused by rubella, for example. By preventing diseases through immunization, countries in the region have not only saved many lives, they have prevented unnecessary sufferings from the countless, you know, of countless children and adults. This gain has helped offset the burden of rising healthcare costs, ease the pressure on the healthcare budget, and that has also allowed the governments in our region to divert the savings to other priority health conditions. I think it's important for us to um, understand that there are still uh, immense untapped potential to be gained with the available current vaccines, So, for example, to eliminate measles and rubella, where they are still endemic, to eliminate hepatitis B and resulting liver cancer deaths, to protect every woman from ever-developing cervical cancer, and to finally, yes, eradicate polio once and for all globally. Many deaths due to pneumonia, diarrhea, influenza could be avoided if everybody uh, can get vaccinated and everybody stays protected. We've already touched upon the achievements of immunisation in preventing the spread of diseases and thereby preventing the unnecessary suffering of children and adults. 
We've also highlighted areas where we could unleash the remaining untapped potential of vaccines, but what more can be done to make sure that happens? A vaccine is a public good, meaning that that everybody should benefit from the potential of these vaccines, and that can only happen when they reach everyone. So we are looking into a future where anybody, anywhere in this WHO European region benefits from the potential of the vaccine. Let me take you to measles. In 2019, we had the highest number of measles cases in the WHO European region in over a decade. Many countries beyond this region have also suffered large outbreaks. The rapid and the broad spread of this vaccine-preventable virus, even in countries that thought they had it under control, exposed deficiencies in the local health system, identified immunity gaps and the need for us to understand the root causes of under-vaccination so that we can create targeted solution. This shows that the vaccines, which had been with us for decades now, had not been able to reach to, to each and every uh, citizen of this European region. Moving forward, we are envisioning a future together along with our partners, especially the member states, putting together a comprehensive plan to address these local causes of the local immunity gaps. This 2030 European Regional Immunization Agenda envisions that everyone enjoys the full benefits of vaccines through their lives, no matter where they are, no matter where they live or where they are born. This regional strategy for the next 10 years will be principally a bottom-up approach, meaning the national priorities set out by the national governments will lead up to the development of what the region should be doing in the next 10 years. The, uh, the context around which uh, the regional strategy is framed, is, is an equity-based, people-focused, country-owned, data-enabled, meaning decisions being made on evidences, is a partnership-based, it will be innovative, it will lay down path for research, and it will facilitate it through a strong public health system. So we know that vaccines are a public good, but gaps in immunisation coverage persist as a result of a range of different circumstances. We also know that the 2030 European Regional Immunisation Agenda takes a bottom-up approach to ensure that access to vaccines is equitable. That's to say that no one faces barriers to getting the vaccines they or their children need. But what are the solutions we need to consider to build on the work that's already being done? The WHO European region over the last several decades has shown that local solutions do exist and that is critical in ensuring that no one is left behind from the benefits of the vaccine. Let us take one example. Kyrgyzstan is a country in the WHO European region 
with high national immunization coverage. 98% of the children received a second recommended dose of measles containing vaccine at the appropriate age in 2019. The country has also experienced over 2,000 measles cases. So, along with the member state in Kyrgyzstan, we wanted to understand what is the reason between this discrepancy while the coverage was very high, while the country was experiencing measles outbreaks. A WHO-supported study in Kyrgyzstan looked into the pockets of vulnerability in the country and found that the children uh, of families from the rural areas that have migrated to the cities to seek employment or for any other reasons were not getting the vaccines they needed in line with the national immunization schedule. This was uh, within the framework of addressing inequity in immunization, which uh, results in vulnerable populations, resulting in a disease outbreak. To understand the root causes of child's vulnerability or population's vulnerability is key to developing a policy which will address these identified barriers. Now coming back again to Kyrgyzstan, as internal migrants, the children were registered in their parents' home district while where they were eligible to be vaccinated, but where they didn't live now. Once this very barrier to access was identified, policies were drafted and adequate administrative changes were made, allowing children to be registered where they live now so that they, can, they don't have to travel back to the parents' official home to access services and they can be vaccinated in line with the national immunization schedule. WHO, through working with the national uh, public health institutes, the research organizations in the region are providing tools and technical guidance to our member states to identify vulnerable populations, their root causes of under or unvaccinated uh, population, and design policies and plans to resolve the identified barriers to access uh, to accessing vaccines. Identifying who is not being equitably served by the immunization programs required a holistic picture of the context based on several data sources, including vaccination coverage, disease surveillance, and local knowledge. Now we understand what immunization has achieved, why it remains an unfinished agenda, and how we can ensure that more people benefit from vaccines. What's next? What can people expect to see from WHO Europe in the coming years on immunisation? I put this to Siddhartha. So, the 2030 European Regional Immunisation Agenda aims to set a new course for the WHO European region to ensure everyone in the region across their life course enjoys the full benefits of the vaccines. The vaccines, as we have said, has been around for over a century. The current uh, urgent search for a COVID-19 vaccine reminds us that vaccines have served all the time as a lifeline to protect us from many dangerous diseases. The principle of leaving no one behind enshrined as an overarching determination of the European program of work is intricately embedded within the, uh, in the 2030 
uh, European immunization agenda through tackling immunization inequities between and within countries by focusing on targeted actions at the local level. Immunization is a flagship area of the new European program of work, not because it is new, but because countries in the region recognize the value of immunization and they want to further unleash the potential of the vaccine for the benefit of the population of their own country. Here's what else has been going on around the WHO European region. Earlier this week, WHO Europe convened an online meeting with Ministers of Health from across the European region to exchange experiences, views and reflections on providing safe and effective schooling during the COVID-19 pandemic. Around 1.5 billion students have had their schooling interrupted by the pandemic, highlighting the need to return to education safely. The meeting was convened at the invitation of the Italian Ministry of Health. You can find out more on our website and social media. Last week, WHO Europe hosted a press briefing following the first meeting of the Pan-European Commission for Health and Sustainable Development. The Commission will draw lessons on how different countries' health systems responded to the COVID-19 pandemic and make recommendations on how to strengthen health systems to respond to future pandemics. And finally, WHO's Regional Office for Europe has released a sub-national explorer as part of its European Situation Dashboard, providing a view of COVID-19 statistics within countries. You can view the dashboard on the WHO Europe website. That's at euro.who.int. That's all we have time for this week. Special thanks to Siddhartha Data for talking to us about immunisation and Catherine Decat for asking the questions. If you're interested in finding out more, visit our website, euro.who.int and follow us on Twitter, at WHO underscore Europe, Facebook, at WHO Europe, and Instagram, all lowercase, at WHO Europe. We'll return to immunisation at this year's regional committee, taking place virtually from the 14th to 15th of September. Follow the event online on our website and via our social media channels using the hashtag RC70Europe. Thanks for listening. This episode is presented by me, Greg Bianchi. Until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. <laughs>